What's up, everyone? I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Welcome to Emotional Management. It's your weekly checkup from the neck up, but really, this is a show that's all about you. How often have you had a show that's been dedicated entirely to you? Well, tonight's one of those shows. Actually, every week is one of those shows because that's what this show's all about. We're trying to get you to get some. Look, I was speaking in a prison today and I was talking to uh, a group of inmates and I said, you know, it's fascinating because none of us, like I love, I love school. I grew up, my, my, my dad was a college professor. My mom was an English teacher. I grew up uh, with a strong background in education. My uh, education was pushed. I, I push uh, our, our daughter in education. But the reality is, as much as I love science and math and literature, as much as I love these topics, the one inescapable person we will live with our entire lives is ourselves. And if we don't get to know ourselves, then we kind of go through life blindly. We kind of go through life feeling things out when in fact, there are others who have paved the way before us. Look, when it comes to reinventing the wheel, essentially that's what all of us do, right? Every time we go through life, we're reinventing the wheel because we're doing things, for instance, we're, we're approaching adolescence for the first time when we do it. We're approaching our 20s for the first time when we do it. In, in a sense, we're reinventing the wheel, but at the same time, we can rely on others' knowledge to kind of guide us. We don't get classes on life, but this show is definitely a class on life. So if you're struggling with anything, Give me a call. 866-391-1020 is the number. Tonight's focus is going to be on the ego. Oh my goodness, I said it, the ego. The ego gets in the way. The ego is one of those things that as soon as we say ego, people understand. But what do we understand? What is the ego and what does it do? What does it do for us? Why do we have it? Why do we need it? And how does it get in the way? Well, we're going to answer all those questions tonight. We're going to look at this in depth. But if you are struggling and maybe you see the ways in which your own ego impedes your peace, the way your own ego impedes your peace, and it does, right? Our ego gets in the way of our peace. And if you're trying to figure that out, if you're lost, you're looking for a way through, give me a call. 866-391-1020 is the number. So there was a donkey, <laughs> there was a donkey and he carried the statue of this, this God, this God was, it was, it was a statue of a God and the donkey carried this God. So everywhere he went through all the lands, people would bow down. People would just absolutely prostrate themselves before the statue, but the donkey, he just saw people bowing before him. So he just assumed that they were all worshiping him. So he, he started to prance and dance and, and jump in all different directions until finally his, his master just started to beat him and say, look, they're worshiping the don They're worshiping the God on your back. They're not worshiping you. You're just carrying the God. Look, we all come back down and we all allow, allow ego to get to us at times and we all get knocked down. That old saying, the bigger you are, the harder you fall, really aptly applies to ego. Because the bigger your ego is, the harder you fall. We can either lead with humility, 
or have people tell us in a really harsh way why it would have been more effective for us to lead with humility. But leading with humility is tough. What does that even mean? And how does that apply to our relationships? How does that apply to our everyday life? Well, look, that story about the donkey and the statue, well, that kind of applies to all of us. And we see ego all the time. We see ego with um, stars. We see ego with athletes. Oh, look at that athlete. He thinks he's so special. Oh, look at that Hollywood star. She thinks she's so special. She's full of herself. And it's easy to identify and look at ego and how ego gets in the way of others. Look, a lot of famous people actually do struggle with ego issues, but something I'm hoping to shine light on tonight is so do you, so do I. We all struggle with it. See, we can just see it in the celebrities. We can see it in the athletes. And part of the problem, and this is huge, and I really want you to listen to this, part of the problem is athletes, when they become successful enough, Hollywood stars, when they become successful enough, end up surrounding themselves with yes people. Yes, I like whatever you're doing. Yes, I like what you're doing. And they say yes to them so much that their ego gets filled up. And it's really one of the most detrimental things we can have is a bunch of people who just tell us that everything we do is good because it's not. We're human. We mess up. We need people in our lives to ground us. We need people in our lives to say, hey, listen, I, I believe in you. I, I appreciate you. And I love the effort and desire and drive you have to impact others. But ultimately, come on now. You're going the wrong way right now, and I need to help you out. We need people like that in our lives. You need somebody like that in your life. It's not just the Hollywood stars. It's not just the athletes. That's the people in whom it's easy to see. Oh, it's easy to see it in others. Look at that person. He's so full of himself. He's pretty entitled. Oh, and we can see entitlement in others. But can we see it in ourselves? That's the challenge. That's the question. That's what we're talking about tonight is ego because, my goodness, I have an ego. You have an ego. We all do. The question is, what do we do with it? How do we either use it to our advantage, learn from it, or how do we get just thrown about by it? And many people do get thrown about by it. It's tough. And we need to sort all this out. This is the kind of stuff, again, that I say they don't teach us in school. We don't learn this kind of stuff in school, but we all have an ego and we're all going to deal with it in our lives. So why not learn about it somewhere? Well, here's the place where we're going to learn about it. It's called emotional management. I'm, I go by Dr. Conti. This is the place where we're going to discuss ego. So if you have questions about it, Hey, listen, maybe I feel like my ego's not really impeding anything. Well, then call me, 866-391-1020. We'll talk about it. But see, the reality is that we cannot escape ego. You can't escape it. It's there. Every single time you believe that you're right and others are wrong, that's ego. Every time you're convinced that your perspective on the world is the correct perspective, that's ego. That's what ego is. And sure, we don't like to recognize it and we don't like to acknowledge it. And we certainly don't want to be seen as egotistical, arrogant, or self-centered. But the reality is we all are to an extent. And maybe it's not wrong or bad, but maybe it's just something to be aware of. Because if we're blinded by our egos, 
then we start to go down a path that is often not what's best for our future selves. And here's the reality. Whatever you're doing today, well, those decisions that you make, they're going to impact your future self. We're talking about ego tonight. What is it? We're going to learn all about it. 866-391-1020 is the number. I would love to hear from you. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. Here we go. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Boy, I'm telling you what, it's a time to learn about ego. We're going to try to sort all of this out. What is the ego? Why is it a problem? Why is it interfering in my relationships? And why can't everybody just see that I'm right and everybody else is wrong? And if everybody would just listen to me, the world would go. I had somebody, so I do a YouTube channel. Let me jump in the number here. The number is 866-391-1020. I would love to hear from you. So I do this YouTube channel. Sometimes when you're listening on the radio, and I want to say thank you to everyone who listens on the radio. I hear from people literally all over the world. Tonight, my shout out goes to a gentleman in Saudi Arabia who uh, reached out uh, through YouTube. So uh, I want you to know I appreciate you listening. I appreciate people listening all over the world. So it's interesting. It's fascinating because this ego stuff applies to all of us, all of us, and we can get so swept up in it that it causes problems and we don't even realize that it causes problems. See, ego is something easy to identify in others, but it is tough for us to recognize in ourselves. So what is ego in general? All right, so here's what ego is, E-G-O, what is ego? Ego is this, ego is how you see yourself, not who you are, but how you see yourself, more accurately, ego is the center of consciousness. It's the center of which, of everything of which you are aware. So real easy. Let's think about this. We have stuff that we are aware of and stuff that we're not aware of. So conscious stuff and unconscious stuff. If you think about this in terms of an iceberg, most of the iceberg is buried under the water. The part that's the iceberg above water, well, that would be all the things of which we are conscious, all the things we're aware of is above that water, but that's not very much. No, it's not. The majority is below the water. And that's how much stuff we are unconscious about. So here's what ego is. So let's picture that top part of the iceberg, the part that rises above water, and let's picture the center of that, the center of the part of the iceberg that rises above water, that's ego. Because ego is the center of everything of which we are aware. It's our beliefs. It's how we identify. I am this. I am that. But here's the challenge. You see, the ego, the center of the part of the iceberg that's above water, that's not the center of the actual iceberg. The center of the actual iceberg is well below water. And the center of the actual iceberg is the center of who you actually are. That's your essence. So here's what happens with ego. I want you to think about this. Let's go on a trip. Let's go on a trip through outer space. We live in a galaxy with more than a hundred billion suns. A hundred billion suns. So on, that's our galaxy. Now, if you think about the galaxy and what it rests in, 
It rests in a universe where there are, as of Hubble's latest information, two trillion galaxies, each with hundreds of billions of suns, all with planets and teeming with life. There is more in this universe than we can ever fathom. And yet, what do we do? We believe that whatever we think, well, that must be facts. Whatever we believe must be truth. And we convince ourselves of this because it is so much scarier to recognize that this universe, this vast, expansive place is really as complex as it is. It's too much for our brains. So we say, nope, whatever I think is true. My politics are the correct politics to have. My beliefs are the correct beliefs to have. And we really convince ourselves of that because that's what ego does. Ego tells us we're right. And it's funny because most regular functioning adults can say that as long as they're alive, they still have more to learn. Most healthy, normal functioning adults can say that as long as they're alive, they still have more to learn. But the moment you challenge anything they think or believe, well, wait, I'm not, well, no, wait, I don't have more to learn about that. I know about that. And we say, okay, so what does this mean? Is this philosophical? Is this about beliefs? No, this is about life. This is about your relationships. Think about trying to say you're sorry. You remember that song, sorry seems to be the hardest word. It's hard because it hurts people's ego to say sorry. Oh no, I don't want you to think I was wrong. I don't want you to think, listen, we can't predict what others think. What what others think is what they think. So let's dive into this. Let's figure this out. What do we do with this ego? Well, to be humble all the time, to recognize that our knowledge is limited, that's scary for people. Wait a minute. I might only see part of the picture, even though that's extremely emotionally strong to say that you might only see part of the picture. It's challenging for people. I might've said that backwards because it's difficult for people to say it, it, it is, it does take emotional strength. And so what do we do with this ego? Well, here's how it can get into problems and how it can affect people. Let's, let's, let me go. I'm going to go to a question to kind of put this together. So Ann writes in and Ann says, Dr. Conti, my boss is an egomaniac. He is unreasonable. And though he is wrong, often he can never see it or admit it. I like my job, but sometimes I want to quit because he makes life difficult. Any suggestions? And and thank you so much for your question. That is a powerful question. And you are not alone. You see, what happens is sometimes when people get to the position of boss, well, that's a pretty cool position. I am in charge of whether or not you work here or not. Look, that doesn't mean that you're necessarily, if you're a boss, you're necessarily going to be trapped in ego. But of course, the temptation is there. And here's the reality, and look, if you like your job and the only reason why you might want to quit is because your boss is trapped in his ego, hmm, I think there might be a better way for you to handle that. For instance, what if you were to recognize, and this is powerful, 
See, because one of the reasons why I don't judge others is I realize that everything I might judge in others is actually inside of me. And I'm talking about the qualities. I couldn't possibly have done all the things others have done in their lives. But what I can do is recognize that the qualities of all human beings actually exist inside of me. They exist inside of all of us. So, Ann, when you look at your boss and your boss is unreasonable and he, he, he can't admit that he's wrong, what you see, what if you were to look at him and instead of seeing someone who is kind of um, in a position of power, you look at him as someone who's struggling because the only kind of people who have challenges admitting they're wrong are people who are so battling insecurity that they're afraid to admit it. They're afraid to say, oh, I might be wrong because someone might think less of them. And look, I do have a good evolutionary psychology reason for why that might be. And I'll bring that up. We'll talk about that tonight. But for right now, what I want to say, Ann, is this. Your boss being trapped in his own ego It's kind of like, imagine he's stuck in a small room and the room has mirrors that are facing inward. So he thinks he's actually seeing the whole world, but the truth is he's just seeing reflections of himself. And if someone's trapped in a room like that, instead of being angry at them, you almost kind of feel bad that they're stuck like that. See, when we shift how we see people, we shift how we experience them, and we shift how we interact with them, And if you want to talk about how you interact with others, 866-391-1020 is a number. We got a whole lot more on emotional management on KDKA Radio. That's some good intro music right there. I feel like if I had any dance skills, you would see them right now. But this is radio, so you can't see it. This is Dr. Christian Conti. Welcome back to Emotional Management. Um, We're talking about ego tonight. I want to go to the phone lines. If you want to talk, 866-391-1020 is a number. But let's go to my man Brad in Clarion. What's up, buddy? How you doing, Doc? I'm doing well. How you doing? I don't have an ego. I have a you go. And what I mean by that, if I get in a discussion with somebody and uh, they act like it's either their way or the highway, I take the highway. <laughs> Mild-mannered. That's and, a smart uh, way to go. <laughs> I'm mild-mannered, and I don't know a stranger. I can talk to anybody. It don't matter what color they are. I'm colorblind, and uh, people just, I just enjoy talking to people, and I just walk up to a stranger and start a conversation, you know? That's great. Uh, we find something in common, and we have a good, good conversation going, and something like that, you know, that's the way I am. I love it. I love it. What do you think of this topic of ego? Well, it's good. I, I'm enjoying your program. <laughs> what kind of question do you have around ego? Uh, I really don't have one. Uh, I really don't understand a lot about ego. Uh, I'm just not that way, you know. So, uh, but uh, I hear other people talking, and uh, it's interesting. It's interesting to see how much people are really attached to what they believe. Yeah, I, re- I really think that's a that's a good way to understand what ego is. The more attached we are that what we believe is absolute, that's that's ego. And it's it's yeah. not wrong or bad. It just is what it is when we feel really certain. And yeah. and I've talked about this before, but certainty is actually not a cognition. It's not a thought. It's an emotion. And yeah, so right. when you feel certain, it's because you think, no, I'm right. I know what I believe is absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that becomes a challenge for people. Yeah. 
really not an emotional problem. Uh, it's just uh, the way I am. It's my my ego. I don't know. It's dead. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> hey, I always appreciate your uh, your your thoughts and your perspective. You you always bring good light to the show. So I appreciate you, Brad. Well, thank you very much. I enjoy your program. Thank you, my man. Have a great night. You too. Well, <laughs> thank you. It's awesome. I love my man Brad. He calls in a, a lot, and I love it. I really appreciate him. I appreciate everybody out there who's listening. A lot of people out there want to call in but feel hesitant. Think I can't call in. I can't tell people my problem. But listen, you can you're not as noticed on the radio as you think. And people are listening all over the world, so the reality is far fewer people will recognize your voice than what you might think. So I told you before the break, I said there's a reason why I believe it's so important for us to be right. And my my guess on this, and I say guess because the truth is it's conjecture. It's an educated guess. It's 10,000 years ago. We would have needed to move in groups. We would have survived well in groups. And we would have needed to have value in those groups. And if we didn't have value to a group, what if we got ousted? What if we got shunned? What if we got kicked out? Well, if we did that would probably have a difficult time trying to survive. So that means that we needed to demonstrate our value to the group. And I think biologically, hardwired, we are driven to still believe that we need to be right. We need to be right in the relationship. We need to be right in our interactions with others because when we're right, we feel like, okay, I have value now. I have value because the perspective I have is more unique than any others. Let me tell you something about belief that is powerful. So I've spent more than 20,000 hours, probably way, way, way more than that, but that's that's the end of my counting, um, in clinical counseling sessions where I sat one-on-one with people and my entire job was to listen, analyze, and and try to assess what was going on with others to give them feedback and in spending all that time doing that and sitting down with that many people, it's been an interesting journey in my life because I've seen perspectives from a different spot than what many people get to actually see. When I say 20,000 hours, when I say I, I literally work with people all over the world, I'm seeing all kinds of people. And that's why I have my tagline. There are two kinds of people. There are people who have issues and dead people. We, we all have issues. We all have things that are going on. But anyway, when it comes to this concept, when it comes to this concept, it's really important to understand this. There are people who have vastly different beliefs. For instance, I have sat with people of almost, of, of almost all the major faiths. And I say almost all because it depends what you might classify as major. We could go four or five, or we could go seven or eight. But I've sat down with many people of major faith, and I've sat down with people who have no faith, or, or they believe they have no faith. They might uh, uh, identify as atheists. And whatever the belief system is, I have sat with people in one-on-one sessions where this wasn't the main topic, but just as a side note, something I've tracked through the years, people will say, no matter what they believe, with complete conviction, I just know this is true. And I feel sorry for people who don't know this. And now imagine you talk to somebody who believes one particular belief system and they say that you might go, wow, that's pretty convincing. But what if you start to talk to people and not just talk haphazardly, randomly, 
but literally sit and dive into that person's life and really see that no matter what people believe, they are ardently convinced that their beliefs are absolute and others are just simply not getting it. So this is what led me to the experiences that I have. This is what led me to the perspective I have. I sit with a lot of people who are really convinced that their way is the right way. And there's nothing wrong or bad about that. It is what it is. Ego is not wrong or bad. You see, ego helps us get a sense of the world. And again, it helps steer us, direct us, guide us. It's not a matter of being wrong or bad. It's a matter of understanding when it gets in the way. If you struggle with saying you're sorry, if you struggle because you need people to think a certain way, that's ego. If you struggle because the conflicts that you're encountering are, look, they think differently and I need them to not think differently, that's ego. And the more you understand it, the more free you become because now instead of focusing on, I need everybody to think the way I think, you're open. You're open to learning in every moment. And isn't that what it really is all about? Open to learning in every moment? That's tough to do though. It's tough to do because it has to mean you have enough ego strength to be challenged in your belief system and be okay that someone's seeing the world differently. And that's challenging. Hey, we're going to go to the phone lines. I want to talk to Greg. You're on emotional management. How you doing, Dr. Connie? I listened to you a couple of times. Man, I appreciate that, Greg. Thank you. I appreciate you. My man. I think a general conversation uplifts anybody's day. Mm. Whether it's man, woman, white, black, whatever. A nice good morning. Mm. Nice conversation. Mm. A nice, uh, have a nice day, you know? I, I, be- I uh, believe I, that. You know, I run into a lot of people like that. And uh, I'm not a doctor, but if I was, I would have a lot of money because I've talked to a lot of people sometimes. They're down. I work at a place with a lot of people at. Mm. And I talk to a lot of people. I love that. So I actually really love that. Like that you help people downtown when I they're talk down. To a lot of folks there. I and love that. A lot of good people. It tells you a lot about your character that you spend time talking to people. It's pretty beautiful that you do that. What are some things you've learned through the years by talking to so many people? Uh, I learned that a lot of people take they don't they don't take the small things for granted. Like mm. sitting at home having a good meal or going out to a show and just watching a movie or just taking a nice walk on a nice, beautiful day. Mm. And uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, are not in touch with God either, mm. you know. But, you know, I'm not a person that's all the way in touch with God. But, you know, I speak my mind about him and I speak to God and I believe in him and I have faith in him. My faith is very strong in God. It's beautiful. I think in life I wouldn't have got as far as I've been if it wasn't for God, you know. I think that's my beautiful. My God made me a strong man. Huh? I think that's beautiful. I think that's beautiful. Your faith has, has helped you. It helped drive you. I really like your point about not taking things for granted because there are so many things that we really embrace. Like, oh, my goodness, it's sunny and I get to walk. I get to take a walk. That's pretty profound. Yeah, I get to take a walk. I get to see nice people. I get to talk to a lot of nice people. You know, uh, you come into contact with people that's not that famous. You know that you know that after you're talking to them, they feel as if they were famous. They say, "Wow, man! You know that guy got some charisma here. 
you know, and now, you know, he uplifted my day. I, I love that. I really genuinely love that because I think that's something that's embedded in all of us that we could uplift people's days, but we have to step outside hey, of ourselves to do it. Excuse me. I think you should come on more often. Everybody's into political and other things that's going on in the world. <clears throat> We're having just a general nice conversation. I hear the people calling in, you know, I mean, I think we need more of that. Man, I appreciate you know? that tremendously. Greg, that means a lot to me because the truth is you'll you'll listen if you listen to my show, I don't ever talk about that stuff because I believe there are a lot more yeah. important things in life to talk about than just throwing out our opinions. Plus I know that people are struggling and people could use some help and guidance along the way. I'm up hey, against the break, man. but I want you hey. to know that you uplifted my day, Greg. So thank you so much hey, for excuse that. Excuse me. And one last thing. Your nickname Smooth operator. Oh, I love it. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate you. you. My man. I, I love My it. Man. Appreciate you. Thank you, Greg. Right, That's now. the light right there. Greg is the light, and I love that. That's what this is all about. Give us a call, 866-391-1020. This is Emotional Management on KDK Radio. What's up, everyone? You're back. With, as my man Greg says, the smooth operator. I love my man Greg. That was awesome. That was That's an uplifting call right there because Greg is is being the light. He's living the light. Listen, being the, every single day when our daughter goes to school, I tell her, be the light. Be the light. Find ways to be the light. That means whatever it takes. It doesn't have to be just something major. It can be something minor, but it's find ways to be positive, to bring light to others. People are struggling all around you. And once you recognize that, my goodness, it helps you step away from your own struggles. And I, listen, I get it. Things aren't always going the way you want them to go. But what accurate language does is transformative. Let me explain that. So here's what extreme language does. I can't believe they cut me off. This always happens to me. I never get things to go my way. None of that is true. A, you can stand it because you were able to live through that. B, uh, it doesn't always happen. When, when we go away from extremes and we find accurate, balanced language, it changes the way we experience the world. Listen, let me tell you something what I love about Greg and him calling in. So, Greg, I appreciate you. appreciate you, my man, so much. Here's why. I try to lead by example that we don't necessarily need to talk about what everybody's talking about. Oh, but that'll never fly. People are never going to listen to your show. People aren't going to tune in. We have people tuning in from, as of today's count, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, Australia, Canada, Mexico, just off the top of my, just off the top of my head, those places we have people who are we uh, Paris. We have people who are all over the world tuning in to this particular show. We're not talking about um, the issue of the day. We're not talking about the same thing everybody's talking about. We're talking about you. This is your life. This is your experience with life. And if you're struggling, if there are things that are impediments to your peace, give me a call, 866-391-1020, because I want to help you remove those impediments. So I was speaking in a prison today 
and I said to this uh, a group of inmates, they were, this is an awesome group of inmates, and I want to give a shout out to them if they're able to tune in tonight and listen, and I know some of them are. Um, I, I was so impressed. It was a group of, of mentors. I'm trying to establish a new um, culture in this prison. And so what I did was I'm, I'm gathering people together who I believe can be leaders and change the dynamics. And so I was speaking to a group of mentors today. And I said, look, it is not about the major things. It's about the minor things. It's about, there was, <laughs> there was a, a gnat and he, pre- he prepared for this fight with a lion. Oh my goodness. He got ready. He trained, he did everything he could to fight this lion. And so he, he fought him. And when the day of the fight came, the gnat was winning. He was biting the heck out of the lion's nose and the lion would swing left and right, but he kept missing the gnat. Till finally the lion laid down and just let it, that's it, the gnat wins. So the gnat, he swelled up with pride. You talk about ego. My goodness, did his ego swell up. He said, I beat a lion. I beat a lion. And then he turned away and he's looking back at the lion like, ha ha, I beat you. And he flew straight into a spider's web and was eaten by a spider. Oh my goodness, sometimes we focus on the big things but we miss out on the little things. The true grace in life doesn't necessarily happen in these big events. It often happens in the small ones. In what Greg does every day, walking through the streets, talking to people, bringing light to people, shining light, saying hello. Listen, what he just said was beautiful. I really want us to pay attention to that because he said, if you talk to somebody enough, you recognize that that person feels like you're talking to a celebrity and what feels like that. Well, let me tell you something. Listen, I can't sing and dance, but I can read people quickly. And I'm going to tell you something about Greg. He sees the good in people because that good is inside of him. He doesn't have to be perfect. It's not about being perfect. It's bringing light where we can, when people are struggling. And we're all struggling at times, but we're all in this together. We don't have to face this stuff alone. We do not have to face this stuff alone. It's one of the reasons why I believe if we make the effort to talk about what really matters to us, we might just be shocked at how people really actually care more about that than the the topic of the day. See, there's so much more going on to every person you interact with. In all these years I've done this, I see so much more to people than what the world sees. And I'm blessed. I'm blessed to have the opportunity to sit down and actually get to know people. I've been blessed for a long time to get to know people. And and when I do, I see that people are more than what others see. And you see that long enough, my goodness, it changes you. It changed me anyway. And there are people you're angry with right now. There are people you are furious right with right now. And sometimes you're angry. You have real emotions, but they're based on inaccurate assumptions. Oh my goodness, let me say that again. Sometimes we create real emotions based on inaccurate assumptions. So in other words, we make an assumption we're wrong, and then we get mad at other people about it. Shower argument. I call it shower arguments. If you've ever been in the shower and you're arguing and you think, oh, I'm telling this person off, and you really tell that person everything you can tell them, and then you get out of the shower and you realize I wasn't arguing with anybody. I was by myself. 
I'm talking to myself. I'm arguing with myself. That's all ego. Ooh, I told them. It's not about being right. You don't get an award for being right. We're trying to help people. We're all lost. In many ways, we're all lost. It's why the Buddha said, you don't have to light up the whole world, just your corner. You're not trying to convince and convert everyone to your way of thinking. You're trying to shine light to help the person who's in front of you. You're trying to be good for that person. You're trying to be a reflection of the light. And we can do that. We can help each other out. If you would like some support in whatever you're dealing with, give me a call. 866-391-1020 is a number. I would love to hear from you. 866-391-1020 is a number. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management. We got a whole lot more coming up in the second hour on KDKA Radio. <laughs> that's just awesome. That's this that's just awesome right there. That's a smooth operator. You're listening to Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti, aka from Greg. Smooth operator. Appreciate you, Greg. So we're t- we're talking about ego tonight, and uh, here here's I love it. I love intro music. I'm not gonna lie. When you grow up and you don't have musical talent, you just like to come into music. It's just cool. It's great. If you want to be a part of the show, 866-391-1020 is the number. We're talking about ego tonight, and I have a question here from Kathy. And she says, uh, how do you get through to people who are impenetrable? Do you keep trying? Do you get exasperated or do you help somehow? Kathy. Thank you, Kathy. It's a great question. So what do you do? So people are impenetrable. They seem like they are not going to change no matter what. So do you keep trying? Do you just get exasperated? What do you do? Well, it could be exasperating if, Kathy, you believe that those people should listen to you. You see, there's a difference. I always talk about it between the cartoon world, this is the way the world should be, and the real world, the way the world actually is. And as long as you align your expectations with the cartoon world, like, hey, this person should be opening up to me. This person should be receptive to me. You're going to be let down. But when you can learn to align your expectations with reality, which is at this point, in this moment, this person is not open to me. And that's okay. For whatever reason, that's okay. So I was doing a training today um, with um, some corrections officers. And listen, corrections officers work hard. They work hard. They deal with things on a daily basis most people have no idea about. It's not easy. And and, and when I first step in and I, I, I work with and train officers, sometimes there can be a person who's resistant. Oh, listen, what is this all about? When I see that resistance, I don't look at it and say, oh, this is terrible. They're resisting me. They don't want this new knowledge. I look at it and say, there's a reason why they're resistant. There's a reason. So I was talking earlier about this movement I'm starting in this prison. I'm starting this movement where I'm trying to get people to be mentors, to change the culture, the dynamics, the interactions of the prison. And in that, sometimes uh, there was an inmate who came up to me. Uh, the other day, and he said, listen, when you left our block the first time, he said, when when you spoke, I just want you to know after you left, there were some guys who said, I really do believe in the stuff he says, 
but I don't believe any of it's po- I don't believe it's possible. I don't believe we can actually make these changes. So the inmate looked at me and he said, what do you think of that? And I said, well, first of all, it's perfectly okay for people not to buy in to the idea that something might be different from how they've always known it. Why would I get defensive? Why would I get upset about that? Of course, if I come in and I say life can be different than the way you know it, of course there's going to be resistance. Of course there are going to be people who say you're full of it. That's okay. Again, when you learn to set your ego aside, you can look at people saying that kind of stuff and say, that's your perspective. You're entitled to that perspective. And let me take this a step further. It's quite possible that your perspective is more accurate than my own. That is what it's all about. Because when I can say genuinely with humility, my perspective is the one I know. I, I Listen, I believe in it. I'm passionate. You can hear it in my voice. I've always been passionate. But the piece that I think is slightly different is I'm open in any given moment that I could learn something new. There's a beautiful saying, enlightenment can come from anyone, anywhere, at any time, which means we need to be constantly open to learning. So let's come back to Kathy's question. We interact with somebody and they seem like there's no chance at them changing. Do you get exasperated? You can, but your exasperation comes from believing that they should be open. Do we give up? I don't think so. Matter of fact, there was this guy today, he gave a great point. He said, sometimes when you talk about some of these young guys who come in here, they act a certain way. But when I look at them, I say, we just have to be patient. We got to give them time. I said, I love that, my man. I appreciate that because that patience is a gift. And so I don't think it's necessarily giving up, but I think it's recognizing that what people are open for, what they're ready for, what their stages are of change are. So a stage of change is this. Every time we're going to change, we're going to, we make any change in our lives. We go through a set of stages, which is some of them are, the first one is we're not even thinking about change. So in other words, if somebody's not thinking about change and you step in and tell them how they should be different, well, they're going to be resistant. They're going to be defensive, but in all fairness to them, they weren't even thinking about changing and you just stepped in and told them their life should be different. Then there's the stage of change where people are thinking about changing. They'd like things to be different. They would like to be, but listen, that's going to take effort and they're not ready for that. So that's, that's one stage. Then you move past that and you start to make small changes. You do little things here and there and that's great. And then finally you get to the stage where you're actually making the changes you need to make in your life. So let's say, Kathy, that you interact with someone who is in a stage of change where let's say he's in pre-contemplate. He's not even thinking about changing. Well, when you meet that person, you meet him where he is and say, okay, have you ever considered this? And you're only trying to move him to the next stage. You're not trying to move him all the way to where you think he should be. Just trying to move that person to the next stage. Look, there's a reason why people are impenetrable. And oftentimes it has to do with ego. Ego is our defense mechanism. Actually, we have defense mechanisms to protect our egos. So in other words, we deny things. Oh, this can't be real. That's not real. I don't believe that. We use denial. We use projection. We start to put our own stuff onto other people. If you've ever formed an opinion about a famous person that you've never met or spent time with, that has nothing to do with that famous person and everything to do with you. Like you're only seeing in them what you want to be seeing in them. And that's okay. It's not wrong or bad, but that is ego. And if you understand that, You become less judgmental because you say, wait a minute, I guess I'm not really judging them. I'm just shining a light on myself. 
Ooh, that's awakening. Once you recognize that, it's hard to go back. It's easy to judge people when you believe that you're right and they're wrong. It's much more difficult to judge people when you realize, who am I to say that they're not closer to that path of enlightenment? I don't know. I mean, look, that's just it. I don't know. Maybe you do, and that feels good. It feels good to know, and that's why we like to know, and that's why ego comforts us. It tells us, you're right. Whatever you believe is right. Everybody else is just plain wrong. If they disagree with you. So listen, there are ways we protect this ego, and one of the ways is called hindsight bias. In other words, as soon as we learn something new, we convince ourselves that we already knew that. I already knew that. You're not teaching me anything new. (laughs) There's a lot of ways we stay stuck in ego, but when we can learn to set the ego aside, my goodness, the things shift. We're able to have conversations with people and take it to another level because we can say, look, whatever you're hung up on, that's not the, that's not your entirety. Like if somebody believes something different from you when it comes to politics, that's not the entirety of their being. That's just a belief that they have around a particular topic. And just like you, who has multiple perspectives on many things, so too does everyone else. Listen, this life can sometimes be challenging for all of us because we want so badly to be right. We want so badly for people to see what we see. You're not wrong or bad that you don't have an omniscient perspective on life. Because you don't have an omniscient perspective on life, neither do I. It's only our egos that convince us that we do. Hey, if you have a question, you want to talk, let's talk. I have some questions here. We're going to go through some emails here shortly, but if I'd love talking to you more. If I, so if you want to talk, give me a call. 866-391-1020 is the number. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDK Radio. Welcome back. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Tonight we're talking about the ego Look, there are ways in which your ego is having a way bigger say over your life than what you might realize. So what can you do? Well, one thing that you can do is keep understanding it. If you want to talk, 866-391-1020 is the number. Here's a question from Mark. He says, is ego the reason people become preoccupied and then ignore the feelings of people around them? Is ego the reason people become preoccupied and then ignore the feelings of people around them? So are ego, preoccupation, and attachment all related? That's a really, really great question. Are ego, preoccupation, and attachment all related? The answer, I think, would be yes. Because think about this. Preoccupation. We're obsessed with what we believe to be the way the world is. That's ego. Oh, I know it. I got the answer. What I think, what I believe, that's the correct path. And obviously anyone who thinks differently is wrong. Attachment is our degree to which we believe that we are certain about, you know, what we, what we believe. The more certain we are, the more attached we are to what we believe. Yes, 100%. That is what ego is. And the problem with that is this. Our perspective is inherently limited. Let's picture you're standing in front of a giant building right now. Now, when you're standing in front of this giant building, you can only see one, maybe two sides of the building at most. 
but by nature, by the by the limitations of being human, you're not going to be able to see all the way around the building. That means whatever's happening on the other side of the building, the only way for you to truly understand it is to listen to whoever's on that side of the building tell you what's going on. But to be able to be humble enough to recognize that what you see, man, it's limited. There's a limitation to that. See, that's so scary for so many people to realize they want to say, no, I know exactly. I've been around this building before, so I know exactly what's happening on the other side. But think about that. (coughs) Excuse me. Think about that. You think when we think I know what's happening on the other side of the building, how do we know something new is not happening? Just because you've been around that building before doesn't mean you know what's happening now. Why is that important to understand? Because it's only ego that convinces you that you can see around a corner that you do not see around. And and we get certain. We get so certain about what we believe. And what's that matter? Well, listen, if it doesn't harm anyone around you, be certain. Be certain about what you believe. It's awesome. Dive fully into your beliefs. That's great. It's beautiful. It can be a really beautiful thing. It becomes a problem when your ego collides with other people's egos. That's when it becomes a problem. It becomes a problem when you need other people to think what you think, believe what you believe. That's when it becomes an issue. It's not an issue if you don't need other people to believe what you believe. Not an issue at all. Because you say, hey, listen, you think that, I think this, cool. But when you need to convince other people, well, that's that's an issue. So what do we do? How do we get past all of this? How do we set this aside? Well, it's important to set it aside. Because if we don't set it aside, it inundates us all over. And look, I want to talk about, I actually want to talk about how social media is impacted by ego. And we're going to do that, but I, I want to go to the phone lines first, but I do want to talk, I want to talking coming up. We're going to hit that at some point about ego and social media, but let's go to the phone lines right now. Let's go to uh, bill. You're on emotional management. Yeah, this is Bible bill. Yeah, you can you can know that you have the truth. You you can know that you can be reasonable with somebody and know that you have the truth in any subject. Okay. I mean, what you believe, what you believe can either benefit you or destroy you. That's true. Christ said, "Seek the truth, and the truth will set you free." It's How about like there's another scripture that says. Continue in the Bible. It says, "Continue in what you've learned and become convinced of." That's pretty cool. I mean, that helps. That drives you. It's something that, that anchors you. Your faith anchors you. Your belief system anchors you. And it sounds right. like it's a beautiful thing for you. So that's awesome. Like, like, let's take. I'm a health nut. Let's take nutrition. Like, what you believe, like the Atkins diet, or if you heard of that, and paleo and ketosis, their diets a way of eating. There's people that believe that they're the right way to eat and they're, it's not. And they destroy their health because they believe in the wrong thing. So how do we know what the right thing is to believe? Because it's science-based. Like like today, the, the keto diet or paleo, they're trying to tell you that carbohydrates aren't good for you and it's the opposite. Science tells you the body's main source of fuel is complex carbohydrates. And they're believing they they're all arrogant. A lot of them are arrogant and proud, and they're because they're they're believing the wrong thing, but yet they're arrogant and proud about it. 
So, and I think what we're trying to talk about tonight is the way in which ego convinces all of us that our perspective is right. Our perspective, whatever we believe is correct. So, for instance, if we were to take this to what you're talking about, your perspective is the correct one. These people who think differently from you, that's wrong. Well, you, that's what I'm saying. You can actually know that you do have, you have, Christ said, seek the truth and the truth will set you free. You can know that you're, you have the truth and when you're reasoning with somebody and you're trying, you get exasperated. Because you're trying to convince him, like the Atkins diet, that it's not a good diet. Do you have to convince people of your truth? Like, do we have to convince people it's daytime during the day or nighttime during? Do I, would you argue with someone if it's if it's the middle of the night and they say no, it's daytime right now? Okay. Uh, well, like believe, like what I'm saying though is believe. What you believe can destroy. If you believe the wrong things, they can destroy you. How about religion? You remember, I don't know how old you are. You remember Jim Jones? That, that name's not ringing a bell for me. Jim Jones, back in the early '80s, he 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 people he had a group come out of Atlanta, Georgia. I think they were all following him, looking for a, a utopia. A lot of uh, religious cults come. This goes right in line with it. They these people all believed that he was a godly man, and. It, that's what they believed, and he led them all to uh, nine hundred of them. He led them to Guana eventually. So let me ask and you this, Bill: How does your How does your ego impact your daily life? How does ego impact you? What do you mean? Like on your own personal journey, how do you find ego like Im- impeding what you do in life? I don't. I'm not quite sure. All I'm saying is, like, there's an example in religion. If you believe that this Jim Jones was a deranged man, he was anything but a godly man. But yet, he led 900 people. They these 900 people believed that he was going to give them a better way of life, and it was the opposite. They ended up all committing suicide, drinking cyanide. Right. So we can be <laughs> so misled. My point is, what, what you believe can is very. You got to have the truth. If you believe something that's wrong, like the Atkins died, it'll ruin your health. That's all I'm saying. Right, right, right. And so I think what we're talking about tonight is if you are convinced that your belief system is correct, we're just trying to define it. it. That's what ego is. Right. So how do you know who has the right? How do you know who has the right perspective? Well, you you have to have the proper understanding, whether it's religion, the Bible. You have to have the proper understanding on the doctrines. And and if it comes to, say, nutrition, it's science-based. You've got to have the proper understanding. Well, if you I, don't, it'll destroy you. I appreciate you. We're up against the break, but I appreciate okay. you a ton. Thank you so much, brother. All right. Have You're a beautiful welcome. night. Um, we got a whole lot to talk about tonight, but that's just it. We can get really fired up about our beliefs and our perspectives. And even in the sense, like I know sometimes, I know this show is centered in southwestern Pennsylvania, and a lot of times there are a lot of people who have similar faith. And so there's a tendency when we're surrounded with people of similar faith to believe that that one faith is the only way. Um, I've had a different experience. I've I've met with people all over the world who have vastly different beliefs and all convinced of their beliefs. Again, there's nothing wrong or bad. I'm a devoutly spiritual person, and I certainly buy into my own beliefs. Um, But I also believe that ego at times can really, really shake things up. we got a lot more to talk about on emotional management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDK Radio. Welcome back. This is emotional management. Look, we're all going through life. We all struggle at times. We all run into people who present challenges for us. 
I had a mother write in for her son, Carl, who plays soccer, and she said, listen, Carl has a coach who's real angry, and he gets so angry at the kids, he seems to play favorites, and I don't understand because Carl always is nice and says hi, so shouldn't that change things? This is a great question. Because many of you are parents out there who have kids on teams and you think, wait a minute, I don't like how they're being treated. It's, it's, it's so difficult. It's difficult if you're the young person who's going through that. It's difficult if you're the parent watching your child go through that. But here's the deal, Carl, when I'm talking directly to you, buddy. See, we think that we can control other people's actions if we are if we just do this. If I'm nice, he should be nice in return. If I do this, he should do that, and that is a fallacy. It's not true. It's an illusion. If I do this, he should do that. That's cartoon world thinking. The reality is, the real world is, you can be really super nice to somebody and they can still treat you the way they treat you. And, and we strive for control constantly. We try to control the outside world. Well, if I'm kind to people, they should be kind to me. That's not real. That's a cartoon world thought. I'm not saying that I don't buy into that. I'm not saying that I don't like that thought. I, I love that. It's a great idea. If I'm nice to people, they should be nice to me. What I'm saying is in reality, I'm not dealing in the world of, of what I call the cartoon world. I'm not dealing in the world of what should be. I'm dealing in the world of what is. And in the world of what is, the reality is sometimes people play favorites. Sometimes people are drawn to other people more so. And when we trap ourselves, and this is the piece, Carl, this is the piece for you. Sometimes we trap ourselves believing that if we do X, Y, and Z, that we will get such and such result. But that's a trap. And I would argue that's an ego trap because we convince ourselves that we have the ability to change how people feel. I have more than 20,000 hours of clinical counseling experience, and I would say I've never changed anybody's life. Oh, you must stink as a counselor. But the reality is if people change, I said all I do is talk to people. If people change, it's because they chose to change. And if they don't change, that's because they chose not to change. All I do is give people my best. I'm charged with giving the world my best. I'm charged with learning as much as I possibly can so that I can give people information that could provide them some relief. It's like a healing balm. But ultimately what people do with that is up to them. Look, it stinks to have a coach who seems to be partial to others. And it, seem, it, it stinks to be on the outside and feel like, my goodness, I don't feel like there's anything I can do to get in with this person. And maybe sometimes there isn't, but one thing you can do is protect your own psyche and not take someone else's demeanor personally, because it's not personal. It's not. If you were absent that day, Carl, I promise you this coach would treat somebody else like that because that's what's going on with this person. And look, it also is a good reminder for all of you out there who are coaches to understand that every young person on your team matters. Every young person, not saying every young person on your team is going to play because they're not. I understand that. That's the way of the world. But 
every young person matters on the team. And there is a tendency, and let's understand it from a coach's perspective, there are a tendency, hey, this player is doing this for me and this is what I wanted, and so I, I need this player, and so we're putting energy into it. I understand why they might be thinking that way, but when I, A, have ever coached, and B, when I help coaches, I try to help them understand that all of your players count, contribute tremendously towards your team everyone so we don't want to ostracize some some young people over others we don't want to play those favorites ideally we want to include everyone we want everyone to be a part of it even if you're not in the game cheering at least you're cheering you're fully into it look some of the teams i work with and i work with uh, professional teams i work with college teams some of the best college teams in the world some really cool professional teams and all these teams what i say is when you're not in the game to be fully focused supporting who is in the game what do you think? If I'm a coach and I look down the bench and I see there are people who are fully supporting the people who are in, and I look down the bench and I see people who are grumbling and upset that it's not that way, who do you think I'm going to turn to when I need somebody else? See, people see our actions, not our intentions. Look, I think it's a powerful, powerful thing when we're young and we're looking at, at these leaders, at these adults for, for guidance, and we feel like we're hitting a brick wall. And my heart goes out to Carl. My heart goes out to Carl's uh, mom because I think that, like, when you're in this kind of situation, you're thinking, why can't things be just different? Why can't I be treated with a similar sense of equality? And and the truth is that's true for all of us in life. And so what can we do? What I believe we can do is this. If we start to highlight the ways in which we favor others, if we start to highlight the ways in which we have a tendency to be angry toward others. And sometimes we're angry with other people for things that do we really have a right to be angry at? See, we minimize the pain we cause others. We maximize the pain others cause us. So when we go off and we tell somebody off or we ex explode in anger, we think, well, that's fine because that was justified. But when they do it to me, well, that's not justified. The truth is none of it's justified. And we need to be mindful of that. Let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to the phone lines. And let's, I messed that up. All right. I uh, apologize. I, I hit the wrong button. So, look, ego gets in the way. Like, it gets in the way. Like, even, even coming back, even coming back um, to when we, we, we had uh, Bill call in earlier. Um, I appreciate that. I appreciate his perspective so much. I think sometimes when we surround ourselves with certain people, we become convinced that our belief system is the, the pinnacle, the ultimate, the only belief system. And the fascinating thing I've seen, and this is a different perspective. Again, this is different. I have a unique perspective. I've had a chance to sit down with people for 20 years where my job wasn't to try to convince them of what I believe, it was to sheerly understand what they believe. Now, imagine your conversation with others if your entire goal was to not convince them of what you believe, but to just literally learn. Imagine how, how much different your perspective on life might be. Imagine if you did sit down with people of vastly, vastly different face, all of which completely convinced that their faith is the absolute truth. Imagine if you sat down with people who actually feel sorry for people who believe differently and it's vastly different. 
I've had an opportunity to do that, and that's what shapes my perspective, and it's what I'm sharing with you, not to denounce anyone's beliefs, not at all. I am a devoutly spiritual person. It's to recognize the limits of ego, the limits of what we can know. And once we recognize the limits of what we can know, it's freeing. Because now we don't have to try to convince everybody. We just kind of focus on what we can change, which is ourselves. I want to go back to the phone lines this time and hopefully hit the right button. Rebecca, you're on emotional management. Hi, Dr. Conti. No worries there. I figured I'd call right back and um, Thank you, because I accidentally hung up on you. I didn't mean to. (laughs) That's okay. Don't worry. It happens. Um, no, I'm just um, glad to hear you talking about ego. I, I think that um, that's something that I've learned over the last few years in my, like, journey of mental health is, like, even, I think, like, uh, I think I've always thought, like, oh, my my opinion doesn't matter or somebody else has a better opinion and this and that. If anything, I'm on that side of, like, not having enough confidence in myself. But so many people, I think, also have this... Um, mentality like you were saying about trying to change somebody else and if we all realize that we all have a choice to believe what we want and um, we can make those choices and you give you would expect that in return from the other person so it's like there's those two extremes of ego that um, you know I think maybe I might fall on one side but for those folks that fall on the side of feeling that they're always right you know, it's um, you kind of have to give each other that uh, that average that you're allowed to have your opinion and um, I'm allowed to have mine. You know, no. You, you listen, that, I, that to me respect. that resonates with me. That particularly resonates with me. And again, just because you and I might agree, I don't ever want to like my. So here's an example of how ego could play out. Because I agree with you, and because what you're saying resonates with me ego would want to convince me see we're right and anyone who believes differently is wrong but the truth is that's just how you believe and that's how i believe but that doesn't mean just because we believe it or that others might share that perspective that that's the definitive word on life yeah and i know you know i always talk about our group at recovery but we we talk a lot about temper and having angry temper versus fearful temper and how that can express itself and I think that there's um, one spotting I think of is that, you know, when you lose your temper, it's pretty much because you're feeling that somebody has wronged you intentionally. Somebody has done something to you intentionally, and that's what causes that anger. But sometimes it's just somebody else's opinion. It's not something that you have to prove them to think otherwise. And um, I guess another thing that makes me, you know, spotting, I guess, that I think of is that... um, you, know, you when you're in temper, you're bound to be speaking maybe out of um, out of anger and and such as opposed to having that eye for maybe you know seeing another side of the story. And so the one that I have here in front of me in temper, a right is subjectively claimed and force is objectively used. Listen, I'm t- I'm 10 seconds from a break, but I-, I love what you're talking about. It's so powerful. Like, we need to continue to have this discussion. I believe we're going to be talking to you soon, so I'm looking forward to having you in here. We're going we're gonna to have a discussion. But I appreciate you as yeah. always. Can I say one last thing real quick? I guess I would just re- encourage people to remember that um, in, an, in a temporary outburst when you're angry, if you take the objective side of it, the attitude that you are not the judge as to what is right or wrong. 
I love it. We got to be objective. Hey, I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. Here we go. Finishing this show strongly. This is what it's all about. This is emotional management. What does that even mean? It means we're trying to manage the emotions that we have because when we don't manage the emotions, they get out of control. We act impulsively. We say and do things we later regret. Look, I always say, I say this very frequently. Emotions come and go, but actions cannot be undone. In other words, you're going to have different emotions. They're going to come. They're going to go. You're going to be really convinced of what you believe. And at some point it's going to change. Look, but actions can't be undone. So the moment you act, the moment you make permanent behaviors off temporary emotions, well, it's at least worth thinking about. And here's something I want to think about. So let's talk about ego in terms of social media. So ego Think about this. Ego wears a mask, and the mask that ego wears is called persona. Persona is just a Greek word for mask. Personae, if it's plural, because we have different masks we wear. But when you think about what social media is, most of it has to do with people presenting what they want the world to see them as. For instance... Um, I'm a professional speaker. I go all over the country and speak. I, um, um, I, let, let's say business is booming. Like I have an opportunity to speak in all, all, all over. And I feel grateful and blessed to do what I do, but I don't post when I go speak somewhere. I don't, I don't put it on social media. Hey, I went and spoke somewhere, but I'll tell you what, when I first started and I, and I was wanting to have people, you know, know, Hey, listen, I do this or that. I would put it on social media, but I learned through the years, like there are a lot of people who are doing a lot of stuff that's just not posted. So what is posted? Oftentimes people spend a lot of effort trying to convince others that there's something that they're not, or that's that what they're trying to convince others of is that they is part of them. It's part of them, but it's not all of them. It's a persona. It's a mask that we wear. Because we want people to see us a certain way, and there's a reason for that. When people see us the way we want them to see us, we feel a sense of control. Like, hey, I have control. I wanted you to see me as this, and you see me as this. But when people, we, we have to understand that. And what you're looking at with people, and this is like a kind of a huge tip on how to read people. Because what people want you to see you see them as gives you a window into who they actually are. In other words, there's a reason why people want you to see them the way they are. And I don't like to say it in terms of people because the truth is it applies to you and it applies to me, all of us. Having a persona, that's not wrong or bad. It doesn't make you shallow. The truth is we have masks. You don't act the same way in front of your son and daughter as you do in front of your uh, your colleagues. You, you don't act the same way with your friends as you do with your grandparents. Like they're, You're going to act differently in different situations. It doesn't mean that you can't have part of you that is similar, the theme, but there are going to be certain things that you, you talk about and you do that's the part of you. It's all part of you. But it's a part, and there's a mask that we wear. So personae. And personae, these masks that we wear, 
when we get fooled, and this happens with young people a lot, they get fooled because they jump on social media and they say, well, this person must be all these things they're showing me. But I think what's, you know, definitely a perspective to consider is that maybe quite possibly the people who try the hardest on social media to convince you of who they are might very well not be quite there. And that's not a judgment. It's just saying that right now they're struggling with so much insecurity that they're saying, I need you to think a certain thing of me. But we all do that. Look, we all do this. We all do all of this stuff. It's called being human. My goodness. We go through tough times. We struggle at times. Can we be easy on each other? Can we try to see the world from other people's perspective? So uh, my new book, Walking Through Anger, is all about my yield theory. And yield theory is centered on meeting people where they are. It's about getting around the fight or flight response and talking in ways that can be heard. But ultimately, it's about seeing the world through other people's eyes or at least trying our best to do so. Because when we can do that, when we can see ourselves as others see us, it changes things. We spend so much time seeing others out of our own lens that we forget that others are also experiencing us. Ego convinces us that we're right, that our path, the path that we know is the only path, is the definitive path. But I said this once on, uh, on my, I, I say daily statements. I wake up, I meditate, I try to picture I'm standing in front of the whole world. And then I say a statement. One time I said this statement that those who have traversed the mountain from multiple sides are difficult to convince that only one path to the top exists. See, if you've gone up the mountain from multiple sides and someone comes and tells you, nope, there's only one way, it's this way, and you're like, well, I've kind of already been up the mountain in different ways, so I'm having a tough time with my experience believing that you're the way you went is the only way because I've actually had a different experience. But if you've only had one experience, you kind of have a difficult time believing that another experience exists, but it does. And that's what humility does for us. It helps us understand that there is more to it. And really that's what we need. We need some humility because when we lead with ego and certainty, we get angry. Rah, rah, rah. Why don't you believe what I believe? I can't believe people think differently from me. Guess what? They do. There are more than 7 billion people on the planet and they all have issues and they all have egos. And we all, all of us, struggle at times and we thrive at times. So that's what being human is all about. Listen, if you want to see, um, if you want to see me, I don't know why you would, but if you want to, check out YouTube. Go to YouTube, type in Dr. Christian Conte, C-O-N-T-E, and you can get a bunch of free videos on YouTube. Uh, I really don't believe there are enough mental health services out there. That's why I do those videos. Until next time, as always, I wish you much peace. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDK Radio.